The Start On Demand. On demand. We learned late this morning that vaccine eligibility has dropped to 12 plus. You can now start booking your kids to get in for a shot. That's exciting news and some interesting news from the U.S. where the CDC has put out some guidelines for the fully vaccinated and what could be coming. Business is booming at Manitoba's golf courses. And we had a lot of fun today talking about the sounds that drive you nuts when you're trying to sleep. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, May 14th podcast for The Start. Manitoba is being called upon by 680 CJOB, Greg, as we step up for the Grace Hospital Foundation Radiothon. Yeah, it's the first ever Grace Hospital Radiothon in support of the Grace Hospital Foundation, brought to you by our friends at Food Fair. It really is a coming together of community. These days are so special because of the stories we get to hear, the impact that your dollars, your generosity makes in the community when you give to donations, give donations to foundations, pardon me, like the Grace Hospital Foundation. And of course, we're supporting healthcare heroes now more than ever. The goal for the Radiothon today is $200,000, and they've got a very specific purchase in mind, Loren. They want to purchase an echocardiogram machine as part of the Envision Our Grace Capital campaign, which aims to raise overall $3 million to completely redevelop and expand Grace Hospital's diagnostic imaging department. So it's a small piece of the puzzle to a larger puzzle, but there's no donation too small. Every dollar uh, helps. And you know what? We've talked about this donate by text feature before. They're doing it today. All you have to do is send the word grace, text it to 30333. And just like that, it makes an automatic $25 gift by your phone. It'll show up on your phone bill and that works straight through until May 31st. So if you would like to give $25 to the Grace Hospital, simply text GRACE, G-R-A-C-E to 30333 or by phone 9401777. All sorts of way for you to, uh, to give today. And we are looking forward to some incredible stories. I love these days and I and I find that I like them more increasingly more as time goes on because I it it brings out the good in so many people, right? And I think we all like to hear some of those positive stories. Yes, hospitals can be really hard places. They can be sad. There's a lot of struggles going on in them, of course, right now with COVID. But when you hear how people want to give and help out, this is a day to celebrate for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. 737, we'll share more on how you can give and why this is so important. And if you need incentive, ice cream's on the table, I think, Brett, in the afternoon today, if you want to do a drive-by, drive-through donation at Grace. And so just think case you know it's warm out and you're looking to cool down and you want to give that's kind of a cool thing to do so we'll hear more at 737 and then one of our key donors you mentioned food fair greg 905 looking forward to speaking to month or his family is incredible they do such great things for winnipeg and surrounding communities and it's always so good to hear from him grace hospital foundation.ca the phone number which will be 
active as of 7 a.m. is 204-940-1777. That's 940-1777. Or toll-free, 1-844-306-0012. And we'll have much more on this throughout the day. All the way through until 6 p.m. Also, we got to talk about the fact that it rained, but can you even call it that? Like it lasted, it seemed to just tease mm. Winnipeg from where I was sitting. Where? What about you, Loren, out of town? I was out for a walk around 11. I've uh, been trying to do a daily walk after the show just to clear the head and got about a kilometer or two away from home and the clouds darkened and the sky darkened and it got cool and the rain started to fall and I thought oh wow here I am out in the elements right now and but I was excited I was like bring it well I walked basically past where the cloud like it was like I was Eeyore and the cloud wasn't following me (laughs) and I walked like five more seconds and then I was like oh literally Main Street is getting rain and this spot right here is not by the time I got home uh, we got about 10 minutes of a really good maybe a little bit less than that, a night, one of those hard rains where I was actually standing in the window cheering, like, here we go, come on, like, you know, bring it, because we need it so badly, we know that, and no, you're, I think it was a tease pretty much everywhere, it smelled good, it felt good to have that rain in the air, guys, but it really yielded nothing, and, you know, on the dry front, it just keeps getting more challenging, we know producers are struggling, we know forest fire situation is uh, heating up, and then yesterday, we also learned that, uh, Almost all of the hiking trails in the province have been closed because of a fire risk. So if you were looking to even just get out and enjoy yourself this weekend, uh, your plans might have changed just because the threat is so high. So I don't know. Can we? I almost wondered if I should get... I used to have one of those rain sticks brought to me by someone in Australia. I was trying to think of different <laughs> ways to get creative and bring on the rain, Brett. We need so bad. Uh, you need to get your uh, curling voice on. Now, hurry hard and to, to, to just encourage the the rain. I'm rebuilding uh, part of my deck, and I was outside yesterday, and you could feel the wind pick up. I had a bunch of power tools outside. The kids, of course, are home from school, so I'm yelling at them to come out and help me pack these power tools up. We get everything in the shed, and it starts raining. So it it was sort of a hallelujah moment, Brett. And then I went inside, and about three minutes later, it was it was done. It was all over. Yeah, I like I, just that fast. It came and went. I really thought we were going to get a, a major downpour. Didn't happen in this corner of the city at all. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Was that's what looked like was going to happen downtown because the clouds rolled in and they rolled in fast, and it looked dark, and I could actually feel it. I was standing outside. I could feel the temperature dropping. Like the, I was outside for five minutes, I guess around 11 o'clock yesterday, and it was cooler when I went in than when I went outside. So I thought, okay, here we go. Like this looks like this could be significant and we need it. And then nothing, essentially nothing. So hopefully this chance of rain that we're hearing in our forecast becomes actual rain because definitely we need it. Uh, I enjoy sunshine. Don't get me wrong. I love sunshine, but we need this rain. So maybe it'll silence those birds. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what. She <laughs> Well, you know I mean, what? I love birds. Nobody. I don't want to get any feedback from people. I love birds, except for when I'm trying to sleep, Brett. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about that at 6:45. The annoying sounds that keep you awake when you're trying to sleep. Let me just play this, okay? I'll see. This is the, there's a a tree in our courtyard, a couple of trees and bushes, and there's this little bird that makes this noise. So I, 
so soothing. Well, I when I go outside on a break, when I'm just standing there watching this tiny little bird that's maybe the size of a golf ball sort of poke its beak to the sky and, and make that sound, I find it super relaxing. It brings me peace. But if that thing was sitting outside my window while I was trying to sleep, I'd be looking for the nearest throwing star to get rid of it. That's, that's like perfectly birds. said. They're great until they're just, not great, you know? I'm, I'm just going to sit here and as you guys, I, I, I like birds very much. This is Greg Mackling speaking. <laughs> I like birds. <laughs> I like them too. Just not when I'm trying to sleep. Go away. I like them all the time. They're outside today at like 445 already. Yeah. Like, come on, What are you guys. doing? You can't even see. I like them medium to medium well. <laughs> medium. <laughs> Today is the Grace Hospital Foundation Radiothon, gracehospitalfoundation.ca, phone number 204-940-1777, phone line active at 7 a.m., or you can text the word GRACE to 30333 to make a $25 gift on your phone bill, and we'll have much more on that throughout the morning and all day on 680 CJOB. In our next segment, we're going to talk about sleep and the annoying noises that keep us awake when we're trying to sleep and we've got a contest going that kind of ties both of those things together it's called nominate a nurse in your life who you appreciate and you both could win a 250 dollars sleep country gift card so we're gonna find our winner and announce that on monday right here on the start so go to cjob.com to enter for that nominate a nurse at cjob.com As the CDC announced new mask-wearing suggestions for those who have been fully vaccinated in the United States, Loren, you're wondering how far away are we from that sort of guidance in Canada? Yeah, I had two reactions to this yesterday because they put out these guidelines and it's a pretty detailed graph you can go look at, color-coded, you know, if you're unvaccinated, these are the things you can do if you're fully vaccinated. All sorts of options are on the table when it comes to indoor gatherings or going to malls or, or concerts or all indoor restaurant dining, all sorts of things. And so in some ways, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. It's it's kind of like Saskatchewan's plan in the sense of at least a roadmap or what, what does vaccination get you, sort of targets that might help make people think, okay, that's where I want to go. And then on the other hand, I thought, wow, like, yes, we're aiming towards a two-dose summer but we're talking more like end of summer for that second dose. And so it really feels, Greg, like we're months away from that, which again, I, you know, I could look at the, the silver lining that we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt, I felt both things like that's good news for those countries that are getting towards that goal. Not so sure where we're at with that. And so we're going to visit with Global's Reggie Giacchini after seven to learn more about the changes in the United States. What, how they're being received there. And then, of course, Greg, when we look across the pond to the UK, they're also taking another step towards new normal, if I can put that in quotes. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, the Great Britain uh, move is something that I think we're all looking at, salivating somewhat. They are allowing people there to have a pint indoors or take in a footy game, soccer if you like. Experts say Canada may be months away from following suit, so... I wanted to answer that question for you, Loren, best as I could, that we had in our chat yesterday. 
And if that's only if vaccination distribution continues to ramp up and people maintain COVID-19 restrictions, such as mask wearing and, of course, social distancing. Raywat Dianandan is an epidemiologist and associate professor at the University of Ottawa. You hear him here on CJOB quite often with Julian Company on the news. And here's what he had to say. I think we will have this comfort seen in the UK by Christmas like meeting a friend indoors or seeing loved ones without a mask indoors, but that's just a prediction. He went on to predict that sports events and concerts may not be allowed until 2022. So that's one education person, uh, educated person's take. Here is another, Omar Khan. He's a biomedical engineer professor at the University of Toronto. The data shows it could be early as September, according to Professor Khan. Here's a quote. I do think we have to look at other parts of the world and see what's happening when they open too quickly. We'll see how it works out in the UK and the US. We are a little bit behind so we can observe what's happening with them. So two different points of view, uh, slightly different, if not vastly different timelines. The vaccine task force, you referenced this just a moment ago, Loren, says Manitobas can count on a two vaccine dose summer. And I guess we can ask our listeners, 780-6868, when do you think we will be talking about fans and stands, open movie theaters, and no more masks indoors? Hmm. I, so there's another silver lining there. Because we're a bit behind, which, you know, in theory is a bad thing in so many ways, we can at least observe, as he puts, what other countries are doing and how that works for them. Because... We don't want to have to learn the hard way. You know, if we see how it's going in other places, that's an indicator of the steps maybe we should take. But I'm going to listen to the guy who said September, Brett, <laughs> just because it's sooner. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to um, Ray Watt because he, he's been bang on, quite frankly, in so many things. And so let's do maybe there's a, a, a I don't want to use a, a medium well reference again, but maybe there's a happy medium <laughs> between September and De- December. We can say like October 15th or something like that. Well, yeah, Thanksgiving? it just it does seem a little weird that Christmas would be the prediction if the, the goal is to get us all fully vaccinated. By the end of summer, I don't see why we would have to hold, like, what would be the holdup at that point? Uh, he's I'm obviously smarter just than me. Yeah. How, well, no, he's just, he's just got a different uh, different background. <laughs> he's smarter. Not smarter. He's, <laughs> he's an epidemiologist. He's got several more letters in his title, I think, than <laughs> the rest of us. But, you know, we're watching the variants. We don't know how that's going to go. We also, you know, we're still learning about the efficacy of the vaccines. We don't know about the combinations that might have to occur, you know, if if we take Astra, then Pfizer and what the result will be of that in terms of how effective it is so i think it's just weighing hedging your bets on all that kind of stuff and i you know i don't think it hurts to be more on the pessimistic is not the right word but i think it's just cautious cautious thank you end of things because then people get too excited and or you know pointing figures you said by september you said by july promise over deliver that's uh kind of a mantra in the customer service world. Yes. And, uh, Every time I get a hotel room, if it says five star, I say, let's just pretend it's going to be a two star. And when I end up with the three, I'm like, all right, the sheets are clean. <laughs> Mackling, McGarry and McNabry. Now we want to talk about sleep for your chance to win a $20 gift card for Santa Lucia pizza. We're going to give that away at 9.15. And Loren, this was your idea because 
if memory serves, you had a situation this week where you were trying to sleep, but something was keeping you awake. Well, I didn't realize the window was open. And so you know when you have that moment when you're sleeping and are trying to fall asleep and you can try to you convince yourself that you can get through it? Like, I'm going to power through this. I hear birds out there. No big deal. They're soothing. They're relaxing. It's wonderful. And then you're like, is the window open? Is the bird in my room? Like, it starts to escalate where you just can't handle it anymore. And I, to be honest, I'm an annoying, annoyingly light, light sleeper. Like, I must just be a frustration to live with because everything, like, all the noises bug me. And I had actually, this made me laugh this week with the birds because I had sent you this audio a couple of weeks ago, Brett, about how I was trying to fall asleep to ocean sounds. Yeah. And I dropped this in the wheel. And then this happened. Very soothing, very relaxing. But then. Why? <laughs> Why would that be included? Yeah, agreed. Right? Okay, yes. so that's. The, I've had a couple weeks of that it's like in a, my it's life. Like Chinese Either, water torture. Like oh cricket. my gosh, Cam. I was laying there all like, here I go. Is that a. Is that a bug? <laughs> Cricket. So take it away, Brett. <laughs> so we, we're going to go around the horn here. And a reminder, Jets update with Hustler coming up at 6.55. Ryan Brandt in for Jeff Braun. Ryan, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, all. It's been a good one so far. Thanks for having me. Well, good to hear your voice again, pal. Uh, so what's your story? Oh, uh, you guys got me way too fired up for this because I have <laughs> dealt with noisy neighbors in my last two apartments. It's 6.50 in the morning, so I will uh, save a couple of the stories uh, for maybe a more appropriate time. But uh, the latest one I have is the guy that lives above me right now plays Call of Duty at about 2 in the morning and is constantly yelling at... And it's not the game so much. It's the yelling at his teammates. And, like, in a way, I kind of... Like, so normally you think you maybe would get mad, maybe, you know, do the old broomstick to the ceiling kind of thing. But like he doesn't know that I can hear him yelling by himself with his headset on at his friends. So I've just kind of let that one happen. It's a little wholesome. You know, there's someone else out there in the world right now during this pandemic. So my heart goes out to him. I hope he's winning more than he's losing. Have you ever heard anything like Leroy Jenkins? It is this. It's a similar voice for those that, that know the clip. But my favorite one was like two in the morning. I woke up to just where is my team? <laughs> Good luck to him. I hope he's listening and, and now knows. All right. And, uh, well done, Ryan. Poitras, what about you? Well, uh, my uh, my parents right now are, are renovating the kitchen. And uh, so that, that, of course, they're doing that right in my nap time. Uh, so and, and and of course, and you guys know this. No one respects a sleep schedule like ours. If you, you, you I you have a set. I have a set window when I get home. I got to be asleep by two thirty, or I'm 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 hosed, and I got to be in bed by like five thirty. So this is what I'm trying to sleep through. <laughs> they don't care. No, no, no. Hold on. Get that. Hey, where's that hammer? Get the drill. We need the drill. We got to get this counter in. <laughs> Hold on. I get to hammer this nail. And uh, I'm trying to have a nap. I got to I don't go on your same sleep schedule, people. And uh no respect. I got no respect. <laughs> Maybe there's a larger message there for you, Cam. What? That I should get up and help them? That she move you should, out. Move out. you should get the hell out. <laughs> no, I'm paying rent. So what? Oh, Pay rent oh. in your own place. 
No, I, oh. I know. I, I, no, I pay rent at this house. This is my house. <laughs> well, I my mom is complaining to the landlord. My, then well, my mother's the landlord. I pay my mom well, rent. I think, you're, <laughs> I, I think you're out of luck there, Bob. In no <laughs> other case could they get away with this if their son was not the the, the rentees. <laughs> Uh, 4J. Oh, man. Mine's not that good, but uh, my key fob, I have to charge it every, like, three months, or else when it dies, it goes beep, 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 every 30, every 30 <laughs> seconds. And, you know, I've been lying in bed, and, like, I'll hear it go off, and I go, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. Just going to ignore it. Beep, beep. And I'm going, oh, no. So I'll, 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 I'll torch myself for, like, 15 minutes where I'm hearing this thing beep at me. And I finally get up. Then I have to go look for the cord to plug it in and finally get to sleep. But it just, it's so annoying. It's like that smoke alarm, you know, the dying batteries where it beeps uh, at you and you have to yeah. go find where it is and you got to replace the battery. It's, yeah, it's torture. Mackling? Well, I had my own adventure with the smoke alarm. I guess it was last week. It did that beep, beep, beep thing. The battery was low and my friends at Vivint thought that there would be an opportune time for them to chime in on the panel at my back door. Is everything okay there? Yes, it's 1.15 in the morning. Everything is just fine. Thank you for worrying about us. I can't find batteries that fit this smoke detector. Uh, besides my own snoring, though, um, there's not <laughs> a lot that keeps me awake. Uh, I typically jolt myself out of sleeping from a... <laughs> one of those and stopping breathing and all the, that goes with it but i'll never forget the time i was trying to uh sleep one off <clears throat> and uh i heard the vacuum going and i'm thinking to myself my roommate's name who i'll, I'll keep out of this you you ha i've been living here for nine months i've never once heard you run the vacuum cleaner why today I opened my eyes. I was actually in a hotel room at the ski resort where I worked in Vernon, BC. <laughs> I had decided to stay the night and housekeeping was just doing their job. So I'm going to go with vacuum cleaners for $100. <laughs> What will the rules be here in Manitoba once a certain percentage of the population is fully vaccinated? Yeah, at 637, we were telling you how the United Kingdom is easing restrictions by allowing people to have a pint indoors or taking a football game. Well, Greg, yesterday we learned the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had put out guidelines for fully vaccinated people. And again, a reminder, that's people who have had those required two doses, fully vaccinated guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, so, so those new guidelines include advice that fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks outdoors and can avoid them indoors in most places. Reggie Cicchini is Global News Washington correspondent, joins us now. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. It was a pretty detailed list of guidelines. You had folks coming out of the White House yesterday afternoon without masks on. Tell us what was in those set of guidelines for us. Yeah, look, the, the, the guidelines and guidance was changed uh, by the Centers for Disease Control based on what they said was real-world evidence on the efficacy of the approved vaccines around the United States in that they are preventing people from getting sick. They are uh, helping to lower the daily case rate, the hospitalization rate, the death rate far from their peaks earlier this year. Uh, and because of that proof, uh, they said if you have both vaccines and you're two weeks beyond your second vaccine, go ahead and shed the masks when you're inside 
inside and when you're outside, no matter what the crowd side is. Uh, again, there are federal mandates in place, so you still have to wear them in places like public transportation and in hospitals. Uh, but it really is kind of another step forward. Uh, and you're right. We saw the president come out of the White House yesterday for the first time without a mask on. There are still uh, there were uh, rather uh, senators taking their masks off on the floor. But it is worth pointing out here in the House, Speaker Pelosi is keeping the mask mandate in place for the time being. Yeah, I'm curious how it's being received, Reggie. I saw comments on social media. A friend of a friend lives in New York, and she was saying, you know, she can't imagine letting go of her mask anytime soon. And she's been fully vaccinated for several weeks now. And so I'm curious what the public is saying about this. You know, are people just ready to rip those masks off or will there be some hesitation? Well, yeah, I mean, look, this has been, uh, you know, a way of life down here for the last 15 or 16 months. And even myself, you know, I'm double vaccinated. I've had my second vaccine for several weeks now. I walked out of the house yesterday and grabbed my mask because it's force of habit. Uh, But we have to remember, just because the guidance has been changed by the CDC, state, local, and county governments are still ultimately the ones who are going to make these decisions, and they are going to have to now lift the mask mandates that are in place, especially when it comes to indoor uh, mask requirements. Here in D.C., you still need to wear a mask if you're going in a grocery store, if you're going in to get a coffee somewhere. So there are people who are worried that this is moving too quickly. We have to remember it's not a snapped finger, though, and there are still rules in place. How often do the guidelines of the CDC help pave the way for other countries looking to see what they should do? Well, I mean, look, the CDC is considered the gold standard when it comes to figuring out how to move forward uh, in a public health crisis. That said, the CDC has really faced criticism over the last couple of months uh, for uh, being, you know, criticized for being too slow to respond to the science. Uh, It was just 16 days ago. The CDC said, no, you need to keep your mask on if you're inside or if you're outside uh, in a group of people that are outside of your kind of core group. Uh, And here they are changing it again. That said, I think that as you see other countries look into the United United States now, which at one point was the global epicenter, now the global envy when it comes to vaccinations, uh, there will be this opportunity to say, look, vaccines are working. We can move to this point. It may take a while, but if the U.S. can do it, so can anyone else. Hey, Reggie, uh, there is also some concern this is going to cause confusion and maybe even more tension in certain public places, airplanes in particular. I heard some crazy statistics about 1,300 reported you know, incidents of of violence, basically fights on aircraft over the last uh, month or so. Uh, There is that side of this change from the CDC, is it not? Yeah, look, this is still going to look masks in the United States have been uh, politicized from uh, the very beginning uh, and now having kind of confusing protocols in place because there's no such thing as a mask uh, as a vaccine passport to show that you actually have been vaccinated. There are going to likely be some kind of confrontation in certain settings when people say, well, look, I don't want to wear a mask. Why is this person wearing a mask? Why is this person not wearing a mask? Uh, And that's why you have people like the TSA, uh, like uh, public transportation agencies saying that they're going to work with the Centers for Disease Control to update their guidance as well, uh, because this is going to become problematic. There are going to be people who walk into a building that don't have to wear a mask. They may see somebody else not wearing a mask, and it may cause a bit of trepidation because the pandemic is still changing. We've heard from Dr. Walensky and Dr. Fauci that this is not over. We're just simply closer to it being over. And because this can change so quickly, uh, you know, anything can happen in just, you know, a matter of days here. So things could change and have to revert back. That's why they're saying it's an honor system and they want people to treat it with the respect that it needs. Reggie Giacchini, our Washington correspondent, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Reggie, thank you very much, sir. Happy Friday. 
I got to tell you, as much as I'm looking forward to ditching the mask, I, there are some pros. Like, uh, I don't, I don't have to shave as much because no one ever sees my face. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of scruffy right now. Who yeah. cares? No makeup. Yeah, I, I, like, can t- I can't remember the last time I put on anything. I'm just ah, can't see my face anymore. Yeah, I, it's easier to talk to yourself under a mask, right? <laughs> People don't think you're crazy, so <laughs> you don't have to smile. Like someone smiles and walks by, you're like, I don't like you. I'm not smiling back, but you don't know that. Deal with it. Greg, Joanne sent us a great text on the noises that keep you awake when you're trying to sleep. Clap on. Clap off the clapper. My apartment is so cheaply made, I can hear everything. People flushing, walking down the hall, neighbors playing piano, on and on. Oh, and now they allow pets. I had a lamp on a clapper one night after 11.30 p.m. The people upstairs were walking around, dancing maybe, so that my lamp was going off and on, (laughs) off and on. Oh, she just reminded me. I had an apartment in Osborne Village where I could hear the next door neighbor going to the washroom, <laughs> and it it felt like he was on my exact schedule because every time I was going to the washroom, he was going to the wa- <laughs> to the point where I wanted just to start straight up. How's it going over there? Like you know, just knock on the wall. Like what you reading? <laughs> oh, that's a long pee. Getting lots of texts on the noises that keep you awake when you're trying to sleep about your dogs and getting lots of pics, too. Thank you for that. Kristen, for example, says, I am a deep sleeper. My only real weakness is animal sounds. Nothing interrupts a peaceful snooze fest like the sound of my dog licking herself or worse, the pre-vomit wretch. Uh. And uh, (laughs) I can attest to that having been a cat owner. Anybody who has had a cat knows the pure, especially if you, your bedroom is carpeted and your cat's on your bed, it's just pure terror. Like to wake up from a sound sleep to the sound of your cat sitting at the end of your bed with that. Because oh, <laughs> then suddenly it's, I'm asleep. And then suddenly it's, no. And you just race to grab the cat and throw them onto an uncarpeted surface <laughs> before it's too late. Uh, so, Kristen, thank you for that. That actually, in spite of the fact that it's gross, that makes me smile thinking of the animals. <laughs> Why did they puke so much? This is news for me, too, with a dog. I mean, I had dogs growing up on the farm, but they must have just puked in the bush and I never saw it. Because Moose, like, I want to say, I don't want to say it's daily, but he eats so fast and he drinks his water so fast and he's doing it and he's looking at you and he's like, here I go. And I'm like, slow down, buddy. Five seconds later, it's all coming up. (laughs) I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the dogs at the farm didn't come in the house and find carpet. To throw up because <laughs> that's, that's what they love to do. I know, I know. It's ridiculous the way they have a sense for where the carpet is. Most of our house, like our upstairs, is all carpet, but our main floor and our downstairs, it's all vinyl plank, except for a handful of area rugs. And guess where they like to do things that they shouldn't be doing in the house? Mm-hmm. Always on the carpet. <laughs> I don't understand. Feels it. good. Feels good. I guess so. A little bit of comfort in a time of uh, disaster. I don't get it. I'm not feeling good. I'm just going to lay down on some shag. Oh, here I go. Here it comes. (laughs) 
<laughs> so keep those texts coming. $20 gift card, Santa Lucia Pizza up for grabs. We'll give it away just after 9.15. And by the way, our question of the day at cjob.com brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. Sleep is at a premium these days. What do you do to help you get some sleep? Blackout blinds, a sound or noise machine, lots of exercise during the day, sleep aids, or nothing. Cast your vote, cjob.com. And also go to the contest page at cjob.com where you can nominate a nurse in your life who you appreciate, and you both could win a $250 Sleep Country gift card. And we will contact the winners this upcoming Monday right here on The Start. You've been hearing in Global News with Ryan Brandt this morning. It's a popular pastime, no doubt. It's my favorite, but the business of golf has been struggling for years across North America, Greg. Yeah, well, the pandemic, Brett, seems to have changed that, at least for now and for how long, of course, remains to be seen. It would seem, though, that some of the discussion we've had about golf over the past several years and the amount of time it takes up isn't really as big a deal now as it has been for those of you who would love to golf, but it's just like... I, I cannot commit six seven hours for the drive for the golfing for the post uh, round festivities you know it's just been one of those things that has been really detrimental overall to the to the game and to the more importantly the business of golf Loren but even you've signed up for some golf yourself this summer yep and if anyone that if you know me well you're laughing right now because it won't make sense to you the last time i golfed i think was two years ago in a glow golf tournament which is not for the golf it's to go out there at night and uh follow the beer cart and hit some balls that are glowing and you try to it's just for fun that's the last time i golfed and i'm actually so bad at it that i will switch hands halfway through i'll bring some rights and bring some lefts because i'm not really sure which one feels right it all feels wrong and I play hockey left, and so sometimes I want to hit it left, and sometimes I want to hit it right. And if it's not going well, I usually just walk around the course. So I don't know why. But, yes, it's the only – it's one of the very few things you can do right now with friends in, a, in that controlled setting. You can still keep your distance. You're outside. You're not stressed at all about what the rules are or not because it's allowed. And so it's, it's a way to get out and see my girlfriends. And so I've signed up for Monday night ladies' night, Greg. Golf courses across the province are selling memberships at an extremely high rate and in some cases selling out completely. As Global's America to Cash reports, that means clubs are being forced to turn away potential members. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Members here at Breezy Bend have been filling up the tee sheet early and often this spring. Probably three times a week. We're out maybe four or five times a week as last year maybe three. I mean, it's been a little cool. I think this is game number 11 for me so far this year. So that's not bad when beyond the 13th of May. Members uh, are playing more golf than ever. Corey Johnson, the general manager at Breezy Bend, says the private club has been sold out for quite some time. And with over 70 names on the waiting list, interest in the game has never been higher. In a normal year, we do about 35,000 rounds of golf. Last year, we did over 40,000. We expect to do over 40,000 again this year if the weather cooperates. Um, so very busy. Members have to book seven days in advance. They have to submit their reservation ballots, which is a request for a tee time seven days in advance. I think they're getting like 300 rounds a day here. And uh, that's pretty much a full course from 7 in the morning till 7 at night. 
And whether it's 18 holes spent with retired colleagues or junior golfers currently being homeschooled, everyone is pumped that a game of golf remains possible. She usually is busy with soccer and things like that, right? So now that's shut down, so at least I can bring her out here. We can spend some time together outside of the house. Merrick Takash. Global News. So a couple of thoughts on that. I mean, you heard him talking about the, the private courses. They have these reservation ballots where you don't actually book a tee time. You just submit what time you want to play, and then you basically take what they give you in that sort of vicinity. So you might want to play at 11, and if they tell you you're, you're playing at 1, you either, t- either take it or leave it. At the public courses, like I play a lot at Kingswood, and uh, I used to be able to get uh, around booked, like if, say, my buddy called me today and said, you want to golf tomorrow? I'd say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll check the tee sheet. And there would often be lots of availability. But even it was Wednesday, I took a look at their tee sheet and Saturday was almost completely gone. Like you basically have to book a week ahead of time now. It's tough to get a spontaneous round. And another thing that is happening is uh, I know that some golf courses, golfers still want to, even though you can play with friends, a lot of golfers want to just take their own cart. Like last year, the public health order started with you have to take an individual cart. You can't share a power cart. But that's a huge problem for a lot of golf courses because they just don't have Mm -hmm. enough power carts, right? I mean, they have enough power carts to accommodate people riding in pairs. Uh, So if that ends up going into the public health order, that could be a problem. And as well, without, I really hope we don't end up having to follow Alberta's lead because they, are, they have a household-only rule mm-hmm. for golf, unless you live alone, and then you can play with up to two contacts. But even that's, that kind of would be tough because uh, that's the only, as you pointed out, Loren, it's the only thing I can do right now to see that's my right. friends. That's right. I think that's why it's the uptick's there. I mean, it might be something people said they would want, wanted to trial and they didn't have time before. It is time-consuming, The League I am in, I think it's only nine holes, but I should ask. I think I should get a cart. That's what I'm hearing. Like, get, get your own power own cart. cart? Yeah. Oh, some people do that. There's a, there are a I'm bunch gonna, of... I'm going to, like, drive directly to the course from my house. Like, that's just now how I'll do talking. it. Oh, yeah. You can just pretend like you live in Arizona or yeah. one of those little gated communities in Florida right? and just truck down, uh, Zip down away. the local golf course. I like it. You need I Bubba, mean, Wal- only- you need Bubba <laughs> Watson's uh, golf cart. He has a, a hovercraft. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's an actual hovercraft. I don't know how often he used it, but the video of him flying around in this golf course in a hovercraft is great. He's on the fairway in one second, and then he's in the pond. Uh, so that would be a lot of fun. Amphibious. <laughs> and yes, your league is leagues are usually just nine holes, Loren. So I know 18 Thank is goodness. a lot. 18 is a long day. And uh, for the average person just getting into golf 18 is often too much mm-hmm. and i know greg didn't a lot of places start actually building 12 hole golf courses it's starting to become a reality absolutely it is you know executive nine is great if you can uh, hit one of those or or break it down into uh, just a nine hole but nine for me isn't enough 12 is about perfect so uh i am definitely not alone in that oh, as, as some go- golf courses are now I, What's that, Loren? I'm at like a four and a half, halfway through the fifth. I'm like, see you later, golf. <laughs> it's okay. So I hope, I hope my teammates really enjoy that. Do it that. how you want. That's the, the great thing about golf. You can take it as seriously as you want to and need to. Uh, you know, you have to find the right, I think, Brett, the right foursome or partner to, to pair up, uh, depending on how you approach the game. It, there's nothing worse 
than playing with somebody who takes it so seriously when you do not. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's fun and entertaining for a round or two, but then it just, it's like, okay, you know what? Uh, Maybe uh, I'll see you next year. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, we got to give away that $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza on this Grace Hospital Foundation Radiothon Day, gracehospitalfoundation.ca to make a donation. We've got all kinds of ways for you to donate, and we'll tell you about more about that at 9.35. But we got to give, these, give this gift card away. Three text messages. I'll read one runner-up. The sounds that keep you awake at night when you're trying to sleep. This listener says, My 198-pound dog snoring like a trucker. My poor husband would be kicked out of bed to sleep on the couch if he snored like this. But because it's the dog, I find it adorable. Such a double standard. So we appreciate that you acknowledge the double standard. And thanks for sending a picture because this dog is a magnificently adorable beast. So well done. Thank you. Loren, what's our next runner-up? They wrote to say, we had just bought a cabin near Kenora. One of our first weekends there was a noise that awoke us around 6 in the morning. We looked at each other and said, what the hell is that? We had a grouse flapping his wings trying to get a mate. This continued for a few weekends. Then one morning, Grouse is gone. Later that day, we learned our neighbor had gotten frustrated and decided to... I didn't see this coming. They had the bird medium well as well. They had the grouse for dinner. That whole story... I thought it was going to end with maybe a nice wedding between the grouse and his mate or something like that. Not a funeral. A morning rendezvous. I hope that grouse got to mate at least before his untimely demise. Uh, And this next one kind of ties in with uh, this last text, Greg. This is our winning text from Ernie. Yeah, a lot more restraint shown by Ernie. Let's put it that way. Years ago, my wife, then girlfriend, and I spent a weekend at my aunt's farm, 5.30 a.m. The bantam rooster started nonstop. My wife asked me to hit the snooze button on that chicken. I jokingly picked up my uncle's rifle from the gun rack and aimed it towards the chicken coop. My wife shrieked. Later that day, my aunt asked what we wanted for dinner. My wife replied, Bantam rooster. (laughs) She wants that rooster gone. Ernie, great story. That's funny stuff. Congratulations. You are our winner. Manitobans aged 12 to 17 years old can now get their COVID-19 vaccine. And I am I incorrect in assuming, Greg, that you are currently trying to get your kids booked? I am uh, 1,260th in line right, right now, Brett. And Loren? Uh, my kids don't qualify yet, but just oh yeah, being, of course. But I'm, but I am curious. I was curious. No, Brett, I went on right away, and Greg mentioned that he thinks the the system might be jammed right now and i don't think he's wrong i I went in out of curiosity and if i had stuck around uh, i was 1941th in line um which i think is a great sign that parents are hopping on right now to try to see if they can get their kids that pfizer vaccine i I dropped out right away i went in took a look 
and I laughed, so I'm not in front of you in any virtual line right now. I just want to be clear. But yeah, lots of options out there. We're now basically looking at getting like the wide swath as possible of the population vaccinated. And I think the fact that you are waiting, Greg, while frustrating, um, it's a good sign. And it could be worse. You could be looking for a camping spot, which would have you 20,000th in line. So That's true. That's true. I, I'm the, the frustration does not. There's no frustration. No frustration. Yeah. No, I'm just. Uh, I'm just the the experience on my handheld device versus my versus my desktop. It just uh, completely different. So I created my account on my handheld, and so I'm crossing my fingers that it will recognize me when I go to sign in because I let the computer or the website pick, you know, that ultra strong password. I hope it translate and I don't have to start all over again. That'll be the only source of frustration. And one thing to point out for those who are booking, they're holding this briefing right now to explain how it would work because you might have a case where you can't get them to an appointment. And so they're going to use the same process that would be used as medical professionals might have. If you send your child a minor who's 15, say off to make the appointment, they can show up without a guardian, um, and then immunizers will just assess, you know, the consent situation. And so they're walking through reporters right now how that's going to work in case your teen also wants to, on their own, go get this done and maybe not wait for your, you to make a decision. So there's options for the mature minors as well. Are you dialed into the technical briefing right now, Loren? No, I'm just reading different things coming in. No, yes, this is, I'm not that nerdy. No, not nerdy. I wasn't playing nerdy. Just to, just to let you listeners know, Loren McNabb uh, it can juggle information like no one I've ever met. Uh, I don't know how many thousands of notifications you get in the morning, but every time I think that maybe I've seen something before Loren, I'll put it into our group chat and Loren... Oh yeah, I got that. I feel bad. You should have an audio button where I just go, I know. (laughs) I know already, Brett. I'm sure that it's like my, no worries. I know. Yeah, I saw that like 16 seconds ago. That is not at all what I meant. Why didn't you see it sooner? Not at all what I meant. (laughs) It's just like a a challenge to myself. Like, did I get something before Loretta? No, no. I know already. I can't. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that is great. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.